Ladies, this is our time, and it's time to unburden ourselves of unrealistic expectations, including our own. The veneer we see in the media is often not just false, it's unhealthy. And frankly, some of it is just total bullshit. This is Chick Shit, a podcast that goes far beyond tropes, bringing you gritty realness about real-life experiences of today's woman. LJ and I break it down, right here, right now. Welcome to Chick Shit. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your favorite weekly podcast, Chick Shit with LJ and Di, where every week we choose a topic that affects women, and let's face it, probably a lot of other people. We pick a media source that covers it, and we talk about what it got really, really right and what it got not so really, really right. As always, I pick the drinks and Di picks the topics. Di, what are we talking about? Today, we are talking about being child-free by choice. And the media that we're using to break down this topic is one of my favorite series of all time, Sex in the City. We are using season one, episode 10 called Baby Shower. And what are we drinking to go along with this topic today? We, hold on, for, for my sweet CA and Allie, I have to do a little ASMR. We're having... And I have to use a tool because I'm not going to break my nail. <laughs> we are having a Boatswain Hazy IPA from Trader Joe's because I don't have children and I can drink on a weeknight if I want to, because this is the life choice I have made. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because making the choice or having the choice to be kid free by choice or yeah, by choice can be a little hazy. Until Ooh, you, that like, would have been a good one too. Miss them you know, you But know? more importantly, uh, my small talk is perfect today. My little topic that I want to touch on because we have a guest today, one of my dear friends, Jay, who I've known for like over a decade and a half at this point, long, long time. We first bonded discussing period poops. Yes, we did. So it's only fitting that I need to bring up the fact that I was informed yesterday that there are a lot of men that wipe standing up. What? (laughs) No, the mechanics of the butt cheek. That's no. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. you clamp when you. (laughs) We have a bidet and we we have very clean assholes in my household. So can I just tell you, though, I don't know what it says about me. I texted like every guy I know and was like, I need to know after you poop, do you stand up to wipe or wipe sitting down? And like an alarming number, either they have a bidet, so they're sitting or they're like, no, I stand up. Oh, I got one person gave me like a really graphic, like I spread the cheeks wide. I do it sitting down. I don't want to mess. And I'm like, okay, but yes, I included. So you like stand up. They have to like hunch over, but when you stand up, my ass is too big. Like it would Timothy, Timothy and issue. Judith have nowhere to go. Uh, I mean, they're like together. So I literally I purposely did not tell you about this yesterday because I wanted to have another poop <laughs> moment with Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> like you're already sitting. You just got to kind of lean forward a little. Like, why would you, why would you get, get up? So one of the people polled said that I need to not be so judgmental because some people have mobility issues. I mean, and then I accidentally, don't be an asshole. I I didn't even think about it. 
I'm going to hell because I like just immediately grabbed like the three guys that are like my shine down people and sent it. And the first one replied and was like, well, I'm in a wheelchair. So I think this question is not aimed at me. But you know who it is and he knows me and he was like, no, but now I'm interested. And he was texting his wife and he <laughs> anyways, an alarming number of women, women, men, I feel stand up though. to wipe their butt after they poop. So, you were texting all of our friends and you didn't text me. Well, you're a girl. Right. Cause this is, the yeah, myth. but like went- the purse that the person that was texting their wife, she's a woman. I got two teenage boys and now I want to know. Right now, like, Hey, gentlemen, question. Very important. <laughs> One of my brothers was like, oh, I definitely stand. And I was like, what? Like, wh- what? Yeah. So, <laughs> is have you ever looked at your underwear and is there a stain? If so, you are doing it wrong. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if so, standing up is not working. Right. Listen, we all have yeah. choices to make. But speaking of choices we can make, <laughs> ooh, segue. So, let's introduce our guest. I know you did a little bit, um, but. Every time mm. we have a guest on the show, we do yes, yes, yes. want to um, give give kind of an introduction to you a little bit more in relation to this topic. So, Jay, can you tell us um, why you're joining us today on the episode called "Child Free by Choice"? Ah, uh, well, I think in part because I do have children. Um, Jonathan and I—that's the hubs. Originally, we did not want to have kids. Uh, neither of us are kid people. And uh, I was talking with LJ and I was like, yeah, having kids doesn't make you kid people. All the people who were like, guess what? It's different when it's your own. Okay, yes, you love them because they're your own. But if you're not a kid person before, you don't magically become a kid person and just all this instinct just, wow, I know how to handle small people now. That does not happen. Yes, yeah. Also, I left out like one super important fact that I'm so proud of. Jay is a published author and I'm in the acknowledgements of her first book because she wanted me to read it to give like actual feedback on like grammar. And I was just like, I need all three of these books right now. Don't leave your house until they're done. This is amazing. And it was so, I loved it so much. Her, her, I'm still uh, waiting on the second book. I'm just saying it is in the editing phase. So congratulations people. Anyone who is interested, uh, you can look up J.E. Craft books and uh, the book that LJ is referring to is The Survivors. It is a dark and gritty vampire book and it will not disappoint. We'll link it on our podcast page. Oh, yes, we will. Yeah, absolutely. And to everyone that hears vampires and thinks Twilight, no, stop. Absolutely. No. <laughs> but anyways, children. <laughs> yeah. So for this topic too, when we, when we do have guests on LJ and I bring kind of do our down and dirty at the beginning of what our relationship is with this topic too. So for me, I have decided to be child-free by choice. I made that decision with my husband years ago. I think, you know, we'll get into more in the episode, how we talked about it, what that evolution looked like. Do we change our mind, et cetera, et cetera. But I am choosing to be child-free by choice. LJ, what's your relationship with this topic? 
I am the most selfish human being on the planet. (laughs) Sleep is very important to me. I don't like not being able to do things because I am beholden to someone else. And I know this all sounds very brash, but this is the reality of it. Also, not until recently did anyone even want to date me. So that was like a big contributing factor. (laughs) But I, I value my freedom, my ability to travel. I value being able to just book a flight to come see you. And that's okay to choose me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And dogs. Yeah. Dogs are, are my children. <laughs> an invitation to an old friend's baby shower brings back memories of the girls party days with their now expectant gal pal. The coming blessed event and unexpected turn of events has Carrie thinking about her maternal future as well. Meanwhile, Charlotte discovers their old chum has borrowed something from their past for the baby's future, which leaves her questioning her own. In the end, their old running mate proves how times change as she comes to understand the meaning of the old phrase, you can never go back. So opening scene, the four girls are invited to a baby shower for their friend Lainey. Lainey pre-baby, we do get a glimpse into her life. She is definitely the life of the party. She even strips in front of people for entertainment at the party. Not that she's a stripper, but she's just willing to entertain. We have some different perspectives, very much clarified from the beginning. We can see from Carrie's narration that she thinks baby showers are hell on earth. Miranda thinks that it's a cult. And Charlotte is very excited. Uh, I would say Samantha and Miranda think it's a cult, but it definitely sets the tone for each of these perspectives that they have about having children, at least right now. Carrie is kind of un- unconfirmed. She also has missed her period. So it's very much on her mind of the question of, do I want to, do I not want to? And Samantha tosses around the term that Lainey is using a child to validate her existence. So we have very clear points of view uh, when it comes to having children. Well, and I love the way that Carrie put it when she was, when they were like, I don't want to go. And she's like, we have to go. She was like, you see a two headed snake on the side of the road. You pull over party girl. Lainey's having a baby. You pull over. So it was very like far-fetched that this particular person would have left the city, left Manhattan, moved to the suburbs and had a baby. Yeah. Having. having. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, can you tell us why you, uh, you, you mentioned in the beginning, you went from saying, we're not going to have kids to then deciding to have kids. Can you take us through that journey? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so not a kid person and the hubs is not a kid person. And we knew that going in. So, you know, you find compatibility. Um, and however, my body is not very compatible with birth control. Um, so we tried all kinds and they just would make me really sick. So we were doing other things to prevent and we had an oops and I got pregnant, uh, and miscarried like about a week later. So we went from, we never want this to having a week where we restructured our lives around this new thing. Mm. And when I miscarried, we were both devastated. And it was so surprising that 
just one week could totally change our, our perspective on it. Um, so we were like, you know what, let's, let's give that a try. Um, and we still had to restructure our life. There just wasn't only nine months to do it in. Um, but there was a lot of, of changes to make. Uh, and like, consequently, we look back at it and I wouldn't undo it, but man, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. It's, do you feel like it was kind of like in your head? It's kind of that fantasy where you see like on TV and in movies, like the white picket fence and they have a baby and it fixes everything and everything's perfect. And then in real life, you're like, this is real life and not a movie. Well, we, so we went into, we did a lot of like talking with each other and talking with other people, but all of our support system was like, you will regret your whole life. If you don't have kids, you will regret Mm. it. And uh, so as we were like questioning, do we want to make this choice? Everyone in our support system was like, absolutely you do. Um, And so one thing that I don't love that journey. Oh no, no. One thing that Jonathan and I both are sure to tell people right now is you can have absolutely as fulfilled a life as anybody, regardless of whether you have kids or not. Like they will tell you it's a love like no other. And yes, it is. But also LJ, your, your dog, you love them. Like no one compares murder for right. Right. That is a love like no other. And Vince, I feel the eyes on me. Also Vince. And so like, I'm not saying it's the same love, but I'm saying the loves you have in your life are unique. So yeah. There's a lot of different types of love. Yeah. And they are all fulfilling. And honestly, that's something I've struggled with too. uh, Or what's made me even more firm to my decision is that like, I don't want to love my husband or let me rephrase that. I don't want to love anything or anyone less than I love my husband. And I'm not saying that you do love less. I understand what you're saying, Jay. It's like a different love, Mm -hmm. but I just don't want anything to impact that love in that aspect either, where I have to share myself to this extent with someone outside of him. Oh yeah. So question Cause mm-hmm. I opened early with, I am the most selfish human being alive. Am I at least like a close second? Um, Third? Top honestly, like <laughs> you realize real quick how, how much this impacts you and your life. Like the, the hubs and I are actively counting down until we are empty nesters Yeah, actively counting down till we're empty nesters. And we love these children. But one thing that I tell everybody who is considering choosing to have kids is it's every bit as hard as it is good, which should let you know how hard it is. Yeah. Like, so you have seen the, the, the fantasy cancel that people portray of, oh, you know, this is what it's like having a child. Now take that, you know, height and then mirror it with how hard and difficult and grueling it is because it is also all of those things it is both of them the, the i'm people... getting like a little sciency like for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction mm-hmm. college you're smart i'm so smart i'm in college thank you <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Jay, you said, you mentioned that your support system that y'all talked to said, you'll regret it for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. If you don't, did any of those people choose not to have kids? No, no, they all had kids. And I was like, was this a scam? So we have another set of parents <laughs> that are scam? in the same boat as us. And we're like, did they just want us to also kind of be miserable? Like, was that what was happening here? Um, They're like, if we can't live freely, neither can you. Nobody can. Exactly. I'm picturing them like the shame lady in Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, Hannah, Hannah, Hannah Waddingham. Oh, queen. I know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I definitely, I mean, you mentioned how you can change, uh, how you changed your mind down the road about Mm -hmm. being child free, um, by choice. I, I think it can go both ways. I think Mm -hmm. as you you know, retrospectively people can say, you know, I, I don't want to change the fact that I had kids. I love my kids, but like, if I were to be then now, would I have chosen a different path knowing what I know? Maybe. I think you can also, you shouldn't shame or judge people if they do choose to change their mind, given how life adjusts from Mm -hmm. one, wanting kids to not, or two, not wanting kids to wanting kids. Like it doesn't have to be this big event if you've changed your mind and no one should shame or judge you because it just depends on how your life is and how it's impacted. But you also can't make the assumption that someone will change their mind. Cause I feel like that's the biggest thing that gets pushed on me when I'm at, when I, when I have this conversation with someone, it's like, Oh, you'll change your mind as mm-hmm. if it's nothing as if I haven't put years of thoughts. <laughs> as if this isn't your whole entire life. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know when I came to visit you in Texas post my last breakup, that was something that like you were struggling with at that. So this isn't something that you've just like flipped a coin and been like, nah. like this is something that a lot of thought and time and effort and energy and emotions have gone into. Right. Yeah. And I have definitely one of the conversations that uh, the hubs and I have had is if we had waited, we would not have had kids. We know more about ourselves now. And like you, like, it takes a lot to be self-aware enough to be like, I am super selfish. Like I was not self-aware. I wasn't aware of my own mental health and my own physical health. If I had waited like seven years, I would not have had kids because I know myself better now. Um, So yeah, people changing their mind is really valid. And one of the things that I think we saw in this episode was the, the way that women can like subtly snarkily shame each other. Oh, it is so real on both sides of the fence. And and if you have kids, it just continues to whether you uh, had natural birth or you had uh, an epidural or if you breastfeed. Oh, you're not breastfeeding? You you're not breastfeeding? You're mm-hmm. bottle feeding? That's bad for Abuse. the baby. You are a child abuser. Like, oh. <sighs> yeah. So let's let's go there. So as they're pulling up to the party, we, we start kind of getting an us and them version mm-hmm. happening where Shine we've got. Apple. Sorry. <laughs> we've got. <laughs> We've got the four city girls coming to the Burbs in Connecticut, feeling like it's like the un the most unnatural view. However, Charlotte 
is the in-betweener. She's kind of like the neutrality amongst the two different groups because one doesn't mean that she wants to go to the burbs anytime soon, but she does have aspirations to have a family and grow that family and fall in love. Not that you have to be in love to have a, a child, obviously, but she is kind of, you know, the in-between person, but you're right, Jay, these snide remarks that just get tossed around about from the women who have chosen to have kids to the Mm -hmm. women who have chosen to not have kids. There's no reason to do these undercut. Like one is not better than the other one. It's what's best for you. But I think that this episode does a great job in showing like how real, how realistic it is to like bitch with your own groups so that yes. you can feel more sane about the choice that you've made one way or the other. So absolutely because it's hard. So like you, you want to be, you rally like, right. This was the right choice. Uh, one yeah. of the things that I noticed just in this episode and throughout the seasons is, <clears throat> excuse me, that Charlotte has the maternal instinct. Like she wants a child. She has that kind of maternal instinct. She wants to care for something. You see her caring for all kinds of other people. You see her later in the seasons, get a dog because she wants to care for someone. She wants to give her love to another life. And not even, not everyone has that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel no maternal instinct for human children. Oh, like, yeah. I love my nieces. I love my kids or my friend's kids, but like, I feel no pull to have one of my own, I in fact feel fear thinking about if that were to happen. And honestly, just having kids isn't going to magically change that. It maybe, but it might not. So like I get my kids and my kids get me, but it doesn't translate to any other kids. And I learned that the hard way because I had small children. Someone had an emergency and was like, can you watch my kids? And I thought, sure. I have children. I can do this now. No, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Parenting have... styles can be hella different. Yeah. And what I developed with my kids does not translate to other kids. I don't have instincts. I still don't have instincts for kids and I still don't like other kids. And honestly, the older mine get, the more I like them. I'm like, yeah, I didn't like little kids for me. I just mm, not, not. Yeah, but I feel like even when your kids were little, I feel like you and Jonathan talked to them like adults. Like they were just tiny little adults. They weren't getting baby. So for example, in kindergarten, they were asking for words that began with B and my, my eldest. So, you know, he's a little five-year-old. So people are saying, you know, bat, ball. I kid you not, this boy said bioluminescence and the teacher had to ask him what it was. And so he told him it was the light that an animal gives off. These are my children. Oh my yeah. gosh. You think I'm <laughs> kidding. They, they were just tiny little adults running around. <laughs> well, yes. And I think that's the misconception or stereotypes that, that happen both ways, right? Mm-hmm. That one, if you're choosing to be child-free by choice, you hate kids. You don't like them. You don't want to be around yeah. them. You're awkward with them. Is that true? Mm-mm. Nope. Or it doesn't have to be true. It can be true, but it's not always true for me. It's not. I love kids. I like seeing, I like playing with kids. Do I want to babysit all the time? No, um, <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm very comfortable in the cool ant department. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I sit really nice in that cool ant department for mm-hmm. sure. But then I think it's the flip of that too. What you just said, Jay, was like, 
Yeah, I have my kids. I love my kids, but other kids, not for me. Not for mm-hmm. me. What are what are some other misconceptions you do y'all think that are out there but about people who choose to be child free by choice? Or I guess that's redundant, but who are child free free by choice? No, I like it. We've said it like 10 times at this point. That's the thing. We're going with it. <laughs> child free by choice. Yeah. Choose to be child free by choice. Yeah, that's the uh, redundant part. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some people kind of treat me as if like with kid gloves, like I have fertility issues, like I'm unable. Mm. Yes. And I'm like, no, no, I think everything's working. I just don't want a child. So there's that. Yeah. I think that's a big one. Like it's just the assumption that every woman and every couple, like that's what they're aspiring to is kids. Like that is what will complete them. And that's one thing we saw in the episode where, um, let me see, I wrote that as a quote because I was like, that's good. Uh, all I have to do to meet the ideal man is to give birth to him. Uh, and I guess I wrote that down too. Look for that. Yes. I told y'all twin brains. <laughs> but they do like, they're looking for that relationship fulfillment in children. And that is bad news. Like that, that is injurious attachment wise to your children because you shouldn't have you shouldn't be what depending on your children to meet your needs. What was it that uh, <clears throat> Miranda said? There is a kid in there that could chew a steak breastfeeding. Yes. If you're old enough to ask for it, you're too old for it. Which like, I'm not going to speak on what's old, too old or not too old or breastfeeding. I'm not a mom and I won't be. So I don't know what that line is, to be honest with you. Well, um, and there's a lot I, of... But- Right. Even when people, even when moms are breastfeeding, there's a huge amount of controversy around that, that exact issue. Like, when do you stop? And um, for me, I had a lot of shame because I have health issues and my milk dried up before I was ready. And I didn't know that it was drying up. So then my kid isn't getting all the nutrients they need. And so then I'm doing formula, which I hadn't intended on, but also Moms are really low key snark about you feeding formula to your baby. So formula was, shaming. Yeah, oh yeah. But all those breastfed babies issue. were saying ball and bat and bumblebee, and your son came in with bioluminescence <laughs> on his formula. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, he turned out just fine. Did you also notice that like they could be snarky when they were like in that group? But in a way that was like, we're mothers, we're better than you, blah, 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 blah. But then when they kind of did like the confessional things, you had all of them being like, sometimes I go in my kid's treehouse and smoke a joint and listen to Peter Frampton. Like <laughs> you see kind of like they're all not being a hundred percent truthful. Yeah. And I, I, so do y'all in respective ways <laughs> compare or not compare uh, yourself to someone who is kid free by choice or chooses to have kids? So we, we definitely do uh, because like they showed in the video, like when you have kids, you can't just go off to a party. Um, mm-hmm. When the grandparents take the kids for the weekend, we're like, yes, just, Let's just go. pantsless o'clock. Okay. Y'all don't even <laughs> understand just how nice it is not to have to put on clothes for as long as you want. If you're not going anywhere, like that is out the window. Um, Oh, even, okay. Even with your doors closed and their doors closed and you're wanting to have some sexy time with the husband, like even that, mm -mm, no, because 
supersonic hearing and there's like, ew, no. So we definitely (laughs) (laughs) turn on your Alexa and listen to some comedy or something. Um, It is really hard to like nurture the aspects of yourself that want spontaneity, that uh, crave privacy. One thing nobody told me, because I feel like a lot of people who are parents aren't honest about the difficulties, is Mm -hmm. as an introvert, interacting with your children count as people interactions. So so you're using spoons. I am interact with your children all day long and am exhausted come evening. Dang. I didn't even think about that. I I wonder, I, I never thought about like your children or your spouse or your partner doesn't have to be a spouse. Um, draining from your spoon pool, but I guess it makes sense. I'm an extrovert, so I've got more energy, but my husband is an introvert. So I guess it makes sense because sometimes he does want silence. (laughs) Right. And he just wants to be by himself. I'm the one like, honey, I just need to be by myself. Even for (laughs) me. Yes. Even I'm just, I just need to go away, but I get it. I get it. yeah, Yeah. As a parent though, like these people depend on you for life. And so you can't, and the amount of stress and wear that has on someone who, who is an introvert, like nobody, nobody warned me about it. Um, so yeah, that's I, an aspect that I didn't think of. Mm-hmm. I didn't either. I, I do think sometimes I love you all throwing that out there, but sometimes when I think about people who have kids and like all the scheduling that happens mm-hmm. and like all the scheduling that has to happen to do be around the scheduling, I think it's super tough. Like I can't imagine, I can't imagine that. So in terms of like comparing, am I being like, woohoo, we get blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, no, just like the additional effort and energy that gets put into those things. It's a lot. And it it just makes me like, want to help them in any way I can. (laughs) Well, and think about like when we were kids, we both played multiple sports. We did multiple extracurricular activities. We did summer sports. We had all this stuff going on and you've got to be shuttled from one place to the other for practices, for games, for meeting, for fundraisers. And that all has to be scheduled outside of most parents, 40 hour plus work week. It's really hard to maintain adult friendships because of exactly that. It's really hard to not make your life about your kids, um, which the, the problem with doing that is you're, you're as a parent supposed to be raising these people to be, you know, independent. And if you make your life about your kids, then when they grow up and they go to have their own family, you don't one, either you don't know what to do with yourself or two, you become like enmeshed in their life and their family. And it's, it's not healthy. Well, do you think I I could see that impacting relationships? If you do have a partner or a spouse as a parent, like if you invest so much, like it to the, it being to the detriment of your relationship. So that like, if, when a kid goes off to college or doesn't have to be college leaves, leaves the nest, it's like, who are we now? What is our relationship now? It's not about this person that we've raised. It's now like 
who are we? What does this look like? Does it still work? Do we need to change? Like I could see that being a lot too. It, it happens a lot. And uh, the hubs and I are seeing it in our friend group frequently now because we're, you know, getting to the age where the parents are finding that out. And our, our slogan has been our whole marriage that it's, it's him and me against the world. So even mm. with the kids, like it's him and me, and like against them, against them. No. <laughs> oh, absolutely absolutely we're gonna survive this we might drag them along with us but we are surviving this so in and speaking of partners so the uh core cast of sex and the city carrie samantha miranda and charlotte they are all single well no carrie's with mr big at this point um so they're all, you know, kind of at different points in their relationship. Charlotte, for sure, uh, partner, uh, not even if she's single right now, definitely wants to be a mother. At what point do you think it's appropriate to have that conversation with a partner about if you want or don't want to have children? I think at the point where you begin to envision a future with them, you need to have that conversation about what you imagine your future looking like and whether or not it includes kids. My thought process is maybe I just make like a PowerPoint that before I go on a date with someone, I just send to them and I'm like, watch this. Let's do it. Lisa Kudrow and P.S. I love you. Uh, one of my favorite portrayals everywhere walks up to the man, asks him, and I forget what questions but like one of them is do you have a job and and in the end like gives them a kiss and sees if that works and yeah. if they answer the like three questions and have a good kiss then okay they can go out like <laughs> I, I see no fault in that is Absolutely. that not just a tinder profile these days yeah but you can't put all of that on there <laughs> well and also and ugh, say tinder. Anything. so yeah. one of the things that I found myself that I kept thinking of during this episode was and Di, I know you're not a Grey's Anatomy person. Jenna, are you a Grey's Anatomy person? I'm not. I was a okay. house. Neither of you are Grey's Anatomy people. But Sandra O's oh character, Christina Yang, brilliant surgeon, has been clear from day one. She does not want children. She does not want babies. Her mind is not going to change. She is married to surgery. That's it. She falls in love and gets married. Maintains. I don't want children. Whoopsies. She gets pregnant. She maintains, I don't want children. I don't. Like if I had a baby, I would love it, but I have the option to not have that baby and right. I don't want that baby. Right. Or I'm sorry, the fetus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, she just gets fetus. shamed for it left and right for openly being like, I don't want children. Just because you're a woman does not mean that you have to have children. Absolutely. I, I think my, my background growing up where I grew up, small towns, it's just kind of what you did. Like you mm-hmm. got, you grew up, you got married, you had a kid, grew up, you got married, you have a kid. And so not until like, I didn't even know that it wasn't an option really. Like I didn't realize that until my husband, then fiance at the time was Ooh, like, feels. Hey, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it's right for me. And, then, you know, so I think it's great to, like you said, when you start picturing a vision, cause like, you know, I did at that point want kids. And then I, you know, listened to my partner who said, I don't want kids. 
And so it did like I, when Liz, you said I was dealing with it, it was a decision that was made over time. It's absolutely the decision that I am 100% (laughs) even beyond now, uh, confident in, but I did grieve it. I did grieve Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, as I worked through it, as I thought about, as we talked about it over years, like years to get, to really think about it, I'm absolutely certain in my decision, but there is kind of a, a grief. It was grieving, not a child, but the thought of a life that I thought I should have, I suppose. And what went into my grieving too, was recognizing that I had to tell, I didn't have to, but I have a good relationship with my parents and Matt's parents too. And that I, I, I did take the time to tell them that, you know, Matt and I were not going to have children and see their reaction, knowing that I was preventing them from like providing grandchildren to them. You know, that was a part of the grieving process too. You should have given them all a puppy when you told them. <laughs> they have Scooter and Sophie, it's fine. <laughs> well, and to get ahead of having, you know, my children go through something like that, uh, Jonathan and I have told both of them, like, you don't have to have kids to be happy. If you want to have kids, that's great but you don't have to have children. We wanted them to know that because that wasn't what was told to us as an option. And we want them to be able to make their decision with viable information and with good information about who they are. Well, and they're going to get hit the second that they get into any kind of relationship, be it with a woman, with another man, whatever, you know, whoever with, when are you going to have grandkids? When are you going to have babies? Mm-hmm. When are you going to start your family? Yep. And that's none of anyone's business. The fact that that's like a very normal, like at weddings and like when you're going to anniversary parties and like, whatever, it's very as soon normal as I was engaged. Like, yeah. When are you going to have babies? And it's just mm-hmm. like, none. Yeah. It is none is, of your fucking business. Is that an appropriate question to ask in 2022? No. I think instead of, was I too angry going to have, no, no, no. I, I think you can change the question instead of when are you going to have kids to say, do you guys want to have kids and not, do you want to have a family because they have a family, right? Like you, you, they have a chosen family and, and that can look so many different ways that don't include biologically having children or even adopting children like that doesn't have to happen for them to have a family but you can ask do you want to have kids um i agree better and that that saves a lot of heartache too for like when for people who are not child free by choice and are struggling with fertility issues and also get asked over and over when are you Mm. having kids like think about how hurtful that can be for someone who's been trying for a long time and has continued to struggle. So it's like, just be cognizant. I think, I think you're right, Jay. I wouldn't, I would not mind the, are you guys having kids or do you want to have kids? It's the, when are you that used Mm -hmm. to piss me off? And then I just let it go because I think it happens so much, you know, in an Uber drive, um, at like an Uber driver asked you for this multiple, oh, multiple, horrible. multiple, multiple Good day, sir. They're the same ones that ask when I say I work in software development. Oh, you do sales. 
No, uh, I do. Oh, requirements. Oh. I'm smart. I went to college. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So on the flip side of this, the funniest thing that ever happened to me, random occurrence, I was out buying uh, drinks after a really stressful wedding. Like the whole wedding party came back to our house for drinks. Cause it was that bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? I'm gonna need Can to we do a this. spinoff episode? No, <laughs> yeah, it, it was rough. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, 30, maybe 31 or two at this point. So I'm buying drinks. I get carded and this older gentleman behind me, the, the person cards me and he was like, oh, how old do you think she was? And he was like, I don't know, like maybe 23. Oh, she ain't no 23. She has had two kids. You can look at them hips. These are two kid hips. She had not let herself go though. And I was like, I would throat chop that man. Like what? Oh what? my god, that's so disgusting. It was so weird. I Is was this like, liquor store okay. still open? And can we see if the man still works there? Oh no, it was not the guy who worked. There was just random dude behind oh. me in line. Like, yeah, uh, the nerve of people. Ugh. Yes. No, thank you. Ugh. So, um, can I just tell you a random fun fact that I found out because one of my friends is. I'm sure all of us have friends that have fertility issues and are going through mm. things. Uh, one of the drugs that they give them to help with like the ovulation and the egg coming down slower is literally a chemotherapy drug. Oof. So like people are out here wanting children so bad that they're taking drugs that just absolutely ravage your body, mm-hmm. which is why I don't say anything about children. If they bring it up, I will gladly have that conversation. But yeah. like, I am it, live in such fear of saying the, the wrong, wrong thing. thing to the wrong yeah. person on the yeah. wrong day and just ruining their lives. That I just don't say anything because I'm terrified. Oh, it's such a hard topic. And we haven't even hit on one of the reasons to not have kids being like physical health. Um, it's yeah. so hard on a body. Like I didn't know I had chronic illness until after having kids made it so much worse. And, uh, that's when I found out that I have like underlying heart issues and stuff that being pregnant, just, I didn't, it just acerbated it because of hormones, because of extra blood volume, a ton of things. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, absolutely. The, you know, is it right by someone's health to have a, have a, have a child too. when, so let's talk health for a second. So mm-hmm. we were talking about not realizing like what it does to your body, but also, um, fertility issues. So Samantha does mention in the episode, like Charlotte makes a comment about, I don't want to be a mom by 40. Sorry, y'all no offense. And Samantha's like, I don't either. I don't have any eggs frozen. So as much as you can change your choice over time. This is the, one of the parts that fucking sucks about being a woman is that ticking clock and that pressure there. And like economically about it, being reminded about it. And then economically, like it costs a fuck ton of money to freeze eggs and do that service. Mm -hmm. And so like you do kind of get pushed against the wall if you are in your hazy decision-making <laughs> uh, <laughs> of like, <laughs> I 
hold the can up for the camera about like what to do. And that sucks. Like, and we can't change that at this point. Like you can freeze your eggs. Absolutely. And a lot of women are starting to do that, but you have to be economically able to do so. And it's not always feasible for folks. So it's just, it's tough. That, that clock is tough too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. My sister-in-law is, let's see, I think she is 37 now and is uh, wanting to have a third. And she started late. She started around 31 or 32 and like, it's hard. Like it's hard as you're getting older and have decided I do want to do this. Um, So like you were saying, uh, LJ, like either way, whether they have kids or not, like this is such a um, such a sensitive issue. It's, it's hard to navigate well. And that, and what you just said too, is so crazy. 31 is late. 35 mm-hmm. is a geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> oh my God. <sighs> yeah. High risk. Yeah. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Well, and the expectation for so much of society is you get married like early twenties, pop out a baby immediately, but then you've lost your entire like youth that you could be traveling and seeing the world and discovering yourself to that. And for some people, that's what they want, but for some yes. people they're just having babies. Cause that's what they think they're supposed to. And they've missed a lot of life's adventures and it makes me sad. I actually had this, um, older man that I worked with when I was back in college at the golf course and he and his wife had kids really early and he was actually very excited about it because Mm -hmm. they were empty nesters. They, they chose to have one, uh, one daughter. Uh, and by the way, the other thing is don't be pushing these parents that want one kid. Don't be pushing when's the next either. <laughs> like yes. one kid is totally ex- zero kids. One, one kid kids. is one like- kid too many for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, anywho, what he said was that they have the benefit of being where they are financially now mm-hmm. as an empty nester too, to go travel and like do the things that they wanted to do. So they actually liked that they like did it so young. Um, so I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. We have friends who, um, I think they, they are 23, they might be 24 now. And they, they had a baby early, um, with that in mind, like they knew they wanted to have a kid. So why am I going to wait? And that's, that's the other thing. Like, if you know, you want kids, doesn't mean you're going to regret it if you choose to have them earlier. Um, but it's all about like knowing yourself, knowing what you want out of your life, because if your whole life, you dreamed of being a mom, you dreamed of having all these kids around you. Like you have to go for that. Like I, I did not, I, I wanted, in my little imagination as like a five-year-old, I was married and we were best friends and there weren't and you had a huge kids. bug collection. Yes, actually I was a I was a punk rock star I was very fond of Cindy Lauper so um Uh, were you married to a skater boy 
who said, see you later, boy. <laughs> no, no. See, I was the wild one. And okay. I, I married what, well, and I did, I married someone who was just like this awesome rock. Like I love it. anyway. So like, that wasn't something that I had always imagined, but for, for the women who do like, that's what they want. And that's what they, they should be going for. Um, whether it is like, if they have difficulties biologically or not, because it can be incredibly fulfilling if that's what you want out of your life. And I think we start to see like the contrast between Lainey and Charlotte. So Charlotte has this box that she's kept things in from her childhood. She has pictures of people she was going to marry. She has like her Shayla name that Lainey stole that bitch. Uh, <laughs> judgment that's the thing I judge the most harsh in the <laughs> and she has like this life that she still hopes and dreams will happen but she's like a little unsure if it will but she wants it but she's unsure and it's like she doesn't know if it's still available to her meanwhile Lainey is having a baby and she's realizing it's hitting her hard after seeing Samantha, Carrie and Charlotte and Miranda, that that life that she had is going to be changing. And the way that her friends respond to her is going to be changing the non-friend kids. So she calls Carrie to say, Hey, I really missed you. I really want to hang out with you and see you. And you can hear Carrie kind of writing her off like, uh-huh, 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 sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I really do want to though. Like even regardless of the baby, and Carrie mentions Samantha's party that Samantha's having and Lainey shows up ready to be old Lainey stripping, taking off her top, being the entertainment and realizes like, it's not exactly where she is anymore in life at, I think like probably seven, eight months pregnant look like from, you know, the movie, I mean, the TV show. Well, she said yeah. when she showed up at that party, she was like, where's the bar? I'm going to have a drink. I'm due any day. One drink's not going to kill me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she was so, so ready, ready there. Yeah, but you see kind of like that regret. She still mm-hmm. maintains some of herself as Carrie saw in a bathroom. Lainey was posing naked in her maternity picture, like still keeping some of herself, but she is changing. Her life is going to change. I don't know. I've never heard a story thus yet that hasn't been when someone has their kid their life doesn't change because our mm-hmm. lives change so much without that additional factor, without that additional person. Like yeah. I've changed so much. Matt's changed so much. Our life has changed so much. And that's just us too. Like I've never met someone that has said my life hasn't changed after having a kid. The one oh, thing yeah. that I do want to point out, like read that is just because your friends have kids don't write them off oh yeah absolutely um absolutely and I'm not saying that that's like something that people do but you know a lot of times the things that you used to do going out to bars and getting drinks and blah 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 you can't do that anymore because there was a baby and baby oh my god you have a baby, baby. in a <laughs> bar <laughs> oh this one's still on the tin I can cart it anywhere sorry um <laughs> You may not be able to do those things, but that still is your person. That's still yeah, your friend. Absolutely. That's, you know, it is still important to maintain that relationship. And just because you have chosen to have or not have kids 
don't cut don't cut other people off yeah i was gonna say vice love versa. your friends i was gonna say vice yes. versa to that too it's like people who have chosen to have kids yeah you know don't cut off the other people either uh, honestly well and yeah. you see sometimes like with that side people being like oh my gosh she is 30 and still going out to bars no kids like what is she doing with her life She's thriving, honey. Right. <laughs> right. Like there's the thing where we saw with the, the shaming, like either, either way you, you make your choice and there are pros and cons to both sides of life. So like just fully enjoy yours without throwing shade on people enjoying theirs. Do you think that there are any, I, I think one challenge that we mentioned down the road that might happen uh, if you choose to not or to change your mind later is obviously the fertility impact as a woman. Mm-hmm. But do you think there are other challenges down the road for people who choose to be child-free by choice? And like, are they actually a challenge or not a challenge? Example given is... Uh, I won't have anyone to take care of me at X amount of age. Like that's one that when I was doing research for this kept coming across and like, there are different Mm -hmm. reports saying that that hasn't been truly vetted. And there are things that you can do to like prepare for yourself and your future, but kind of curious from y'all's perspective, do you think that's true or bullshit or anything else I'm missing there? That's a huge thing. And I was absolutely going to bring up that example Exactly. Because that's what we were told, like, who's going to take care of you when you're old. And that's one of the things we had discussed. Well, like, okay, well, yeah, who is going to take care of us when we're old? Let me tell you, children are so expensive. If you just start taking away maybe a quarter of what it costs to raise a child, you will be living like a king in your old age. Like, dude, you can have servants and a yacht. Children are so expensive. That is, it sounds like a good argument until you really break it down. Yeah. Well, and I guess for me, if I did choose to have a kid, which I'm not, but I'm just like playing, playing devil's advocate, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want their whole life's purpose to be able to take care of me. I would want them to go off and thrive and do whatever they wanted to do with their life. I wouldn't want them to feel like they had to do anything for me. I suppose. Now, would I need them to be maybe power of attorney if someone passed out? Sure. (laughs) Right. Um, But like, I I just don't want to put that pressure on the, on a kid. Well, and as somebody with chronic illness, like I make, it's a big point for me to let the voice know, like, no, it is not your job to be taking care of me. Um, Your job is to be children. And like, when I'm old, I need to make sure that I have things in place because yes, maybe they should choose to like help me out. But the truth is kids have their own personality. Your kids might not even like you. They have their That's own. Literally like, what right. I was about to say is that some mm-hmm. kids are assholes and you might, not, <laughs> might wind up in a home anyways. Yes. Like they might not even They're gonna like suck you. you dry and then tuck you in a state run <laughs> old people home. So the best thing you can do if you are a parent is to have a good relationship with yourself to be healthy mentally, and then have a healthy relationship with your children with Mm -hmm. good boundaries. And then like they can develop into an individual who 
knows what they want. And if they are taking care of you, they're not going to be like just shoving you in a home because they're like, oh God, I'm just guilty and um, the guilt trips. And no, they'll be doing it because they want to do it. And that's like the outpouring of, of their concern. And I do have a good statistic and people can look this up. I, I really like it when people do their own research. So it's true, but also you should look it up. And happiness reports, people report a happiness increase when they find a partner, but people with children do not report a happiness increase. So just so you know, having kids isn't going to make you happier. Do you have that same statistic on dogs? <laughs> I do not, but I would have to say dogs make me happy. So, I mean, they're not near as hard either. So. Calling it, and you call, can put them in a crate and leave for a few hours and not have someone calling the authorities on you. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, another statistic taken from today is in 2018, the number of babies born in the U.S. fell to the lowest level in 32 years, and the rate has been declining steadily ever since. I think more and more people are seeing that one, it's an option. And then also obviously inflation and being able to, I think people are also making more financially responsible I have, decisions. I have thoughts. For their- I have so many thoughts. Yes. We can't afford to have babies because college costs $9 million a semester. Yeah. Housing market is insane. Mm-hmm. Starting salary with a four-year degree is like $35,000, $40,000, which is barely going to pay your rent and buy your groceries, let alone allow you to go out to dinner with your friends. Also, textbooks are stupid. Mm-hmm. No book should be almost $200. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. The books when my parents went to school were like five cents. No, like for real, looking at accounting for inflation, like I want to say it was in the 50s, you could work a part-time job and completely pay for all of your schooling expenses in college. And it's ridiculous. No. It it reminds me of like a a Parks and Rec episode, which LJ, I know you don't watch, um, but Ben and Leslie find out they're having triplets when she was pregnant. I've seen that episode. Holy fuck. Ben's like, uh, 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 like freaking out. Three. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So planning for that's fun. I think, you know, everybody's got different reasons to choose or to not choose to have kids. It can be from their, you know, all aligned to their personal goals and values. And it could also be aligned to, you know, the impact to the earth or financial impact mm-hmm. or just wanting to, you know, not book travel around it. Um, so I think what we're saying here and I let's get to rating. Cause I'm ready to rate this episode. I really enjoyed this episode of, uh, of, uh, sex in the city. So we will start with you, Jay. So every, every week we do a rating from one to 10 chicks on how well we think the source of media portrayed the topic that we're talking about today. How would you rate baby shower of sex in the city for child free by choice? Oh gosh, I got to give it at least nine uh, because it was so accurate from the, the snarky little back and forth to the people really having to wrestle with what they think about this issue. I, I was blown away with how accurate it was. LJ? Um, I'm going to go nine and a half because... 
I mean, nailed it. Darren mm-hmm. Starr, I applaud you, sir. You done good. And it was nice to see, you know, several women, grown ass women, adults, comfortable with the decision that they've made. Mm-hmm. And one of them knew she wanted it. So we've got mm-hmm. a fourth who wants a baby and she's going to go on her life path. And that's wonderful. And her friends are supportive of it. And the other three don't want kids. And she's like, wonderful. I'm supportive of that. Yep. I'm, I am 10, 10 out of yeah, 10. Chicks. This is so rare for me, but seven minutes into this 23 minute sh- uh, episode that shows you how much content they packed into this puppy at uh, seven minutes in i was texting lj I'm like yep perfect episode yep perfect yep this is the one and then mm-hmm. as it continued i just loved how there were so many different perspectives people were strong in their convictions they they also showed um misconceptions they also showed uh the snarkiness as you mentioned jay and then they also kind of showed some humility to it so mm-hmm. i Fucking love this episode. 10 out of 10 for baby shower, uh, sex in the city. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So this is the point in the show where I tell you to follow us on all the socials at chick Ship pod, except for Facebook, where we are chick stuff pod, because why Zuck Zuck sucks sucks. <laughs> New episodes every Wednesday, anywhere you get your podcasts, even Audible. Tell grandma she cares about women's issues and a lot of other people's issues. What else do we have, Di? If you have capacity to leave us a review, you will get a doodle. Maybe the doodle is grape juice drunk. Ooh, nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, 10 maybe, out of 10. Maybe, 10 chicks for that. <laughs> maybe uh, doodle is showing a movie being dramatized. TBD, but if you leave us a review, I will send one your way and it'll be fantastic. This episode was not dramatized. It wasn't. Anyone was missing me saying this has been dramatized. It was not. (laughs) I couldn't do it. (laughs) Until next time. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. You've been listening to Chick Shit. We hope this episode has pushed you just enough to lose a little faith in the media's veneer and gain some useful knowledge to help navigate the day-to-day nonsense that we women contend with. For resources and general mischief, follow on Instagram and Twitter at ChickShitPod or get in touch by email at ChickShitPod at gmail.com. To help others find the show, please like and subscribe. And if you know a woman who might appreciate two new friends and a good dose of laughter, please share this podcast. Until next time, keep it real.